A little bit later, the sheriff of Southern Errol Toulon Jr. Also, you're going to hear from the uh, economic director in Islip, John Walzer, Carol Lieberman on the Michigan uh, decision, the verdict, landmark. First, though, always great to have New York State Senator Anthony Palumbo leading the way in the first uh, senatorial. And he, along with members of the Senate Republican Conference, signing a letter calling for the governor to remove Alvin Bragg. Uh, at this point, I would think that uh, D.A. Bragg uh, maybe feels he is not wanted. Uh, and uh, listen, uh, there is uh, plenty of food for thought in that regard as we welcome in <laughs> Senator Palumbo. I, I, I would think he's not the – I, I would expect a lot of uh, Christmas cards this upcoming uh, for Mr. Bragg. Uh, would, you, would you, Senator? Good, good having yeah. you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Jay, and good morning. And, you know, it's not um, – you know, you see a lot of people, I think, may expect that this is, oh, just huffing and puffing, more political, you know, football playing. But when you think about what happened with that assault last week, yeah, and he chose not to even ask for bail on a bail-eligible assault of a police officer with individuals. And by the way, that's, that's um, assault on a police officer is the type of crime, of course, that's automatically deportable you're not here illegally, notwithstanding the fact that these individuals, um, you know, could be deportable for doing nothing um, because they're here illegally. But um, with the fact that Alvin Bragg selectively chooses to prosecute people is the issue. Um, And there are numerous um, examples of this. It just reinforces the fact that he is not abiding by his constitutional duty. And I actually worked in the Manhattan DA's office. I worked for Robert Morgenthau, who was a Democrat and was a prosecutor's prosecutor. He did his job even-handedly. You know, justice is blind, right? She's got a blindfold on. She's got scales of, of being fair and equal. So you don't pick and choose who you want to prosecute, when you want to prosecute, um, for political reasons, because of their gender, their race, their employment. And fortuitously, just on Sunday, I was up here in Albany. I'm here now. Yeah. But I was up and met with some friends. And uh, one of them is an attorney who represented a nurse in Manhattan. And she was charged with possessing a forged instrument, a felony, for possessing a, a forged vaccination card. And this is how it went down. This is really important to understand the reason why, I, in my opinion, as a former prosecutor myself, um, he is just so derelict in his duty. He is just—he's a menace, and and he—we he, he, all know that he lets people go, right? That's his thing. Day one, we're not going to prosecute robberies when they someone brandishes a gun. I'm sure everyone remembers these news stories. We're not going to prosecute robberies unless they actually discharge the gun. So even though they have a gun, and they're scaring the life out of the victim, we're going to forget about the victim's feelings. And we're going to, the defendant is the victim here, and we're not going to prosecute them with robberies. They're just a simple larceny, right? That's how he is. He lets people go. However, to the contrary, there was someone selling on Facebook um, forged vaccination cards, and a number of people did that. The DA's office investigated. They received by subpoena about 80 of them um, were caught. They, They identified these individuals. They got the list of individuals. They only chose to prosecute about 25 of them, only those who were in the medical field, nurses, doctors, CNAs, people who worked at hospitals. Everybody else wasn't even charged. 
Then they forced every single one of them they wanted to take a crime. This client that my friend had happened to be um, a single mom. She was uh, a student at the time in her final year of schooling and got the card, purchased it, and said, you know what, Um, because she was younger, she was concerned how it might affect her, you know, ability to have children, and never used it, never passed it, never did anything with it, and said, you know what, this is wrong. And then she got vaccinated. They wanted her to essentially lose her life, never be licensed, um, lose her job, and plead guilty to a misdemeanor. He was treating this like murder at the Met. They were being as tough as you could be, completely unreasonably, um, until fortunately, and, and uh, almost all of those in, of those people who were charged took a plea, took crime, pled guilty, that ultimately affected their ability to even work. And these were all the people, remember, who were heroes during COVID. And because they decided to even think about possessing, God forbid, a forged, a forged uh, vaccination card, similar to when, uh, you know, teenage kids chalk yeah. license. It's the same possession of a forged instrument, the government-issued document that they chalked and changed the birth date so they could get Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the kind of guy we're dealing with. And that's why that's important to understand. It's a long story. But Alvin Bragg picks and chooses for his own political purposes who he wants to throw the, throw the book at, and everybody else gets to walk away. So the fact that he, the egregiousness of him throw, just letting these individuals walk out the door or, for example, prosecuting a bodega owner for, for defending himself for murder. Remember that? And that case was ultimately thrown out. But that's the type of person who is so dangerous to society, he can no longer be employed as a district attorney. He's not a district attorney. And when you think about people like Robert Morgenthau, who was just an absolute gentleman and made this the biggest, the, the safest big city in the country as a result of his efforts as district attorney, the fact that Alvin Bragg, in that same office is offensive to me. Uh, listen, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, Senator, I think about Lee Zeldin, if he would have won, if he would have beat Kathy Hochul in that gubernatorial, uh, you know, his first line of business, he stated it over and over. Uh, he would terminate, give the pink slip to Bragg. Um, Alvin Bragg is an absolute disgrace. I, I, I've run out of words to describe Bragg. Uh, take a flag with Bragg. I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, the the beatdown of these two cops and for Bragg to have the unmitigated goal to tell all of us we will not rest until we have all of these individuals uh, in custody. What what a sham. What a prevaricator this guy is. Uh, you know what? We will not rest. Meanwhile, half of them are on the West Coast already. Good luck trying to corral everybody in. Uh, you don't mean yeah. it, Alvin. Come on, Alvin. You don't mean it. Uh, you know, I go back to those two cops, Senator, who were gunned down a couple of years ago. Remember that funeral? Remember the widow standing up on that stage and and giving a Bragg a, a piece of her mind, you know, with his soft, his soft ideas of trying to prosecute he gave you the playbook on day one. He told you what he would and what he wouldn't do as far as activity was concerned regarding nefarious deeds. Shame on Bragg. Bragg should be eradicated from office. That's it. 
I mean, you, you're so right here. You got me going here. Every time I think of that video with those two cops and those illegals, one with a rap sheet that have left New York, they fled to California and Arizona. What a disgrace. And what's this governor doing about it? That's what I want to know. Nothing, as always. Nothing. I tell you, it's it's beyond. It is beyond what we have seen. Alvin Bragg, Kathy Hochul, Eric Adams. Did you see Adams yesterday, too? With all that stuff, he was spewing those lies. My goodness. Senator, I'm sorry to go off like this. You hit a chord with me. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> and you know, and I didn't mean to, Jay, but you're absolutely right. And when you think about this, he's still, quote, putting the case in the grand jury. You know how many police assaults I put in the grand jury in about two hours? This is not this. It, this is not some bank, you know, white collar crime bank fraud case where you have piles and piles of documents. You have medical records. You have two victims. They come in. They testify. They go home. It's that quick, and you get an indictment. So he, I don't know what he's doing, other than puffing and puffing and re- giving rhetorical, flashy speeches that mean nothing. He's a dishonest man because those individuals. Could, they could have been held, by the way. They, some of them, they have rap sheets. They walked out as emboldened and brazen, giving the finger, not, not to the camera. That's the finger to me and you, because there's a prosecutor, and this is the real nuance that I, I think is so important. You don't necessarily have a client. That's why it's the people of the state of New York against John Doe, for example. You represent the people of the state of New York, the community. There are debts, for example, victim-sensitive or victim-less crimes. When you have a victim, that's essentially your client. When you don't have a victim, say, for example, like a drug possession case or a vaccination card, false vaccination, forged vaccination card case, there isn't, quote, a victim, but there are rules of society that you're upholding. And that's the point, that he not only doesn't get that, he ignores a victim-sensitive crime and ignores the victim's as if they're a piece of paper and, and as if it's just some sort of an ideological myth about what he's doing. So that's the most offensive part is that he is absolutely clueless to what his duties are. And he's derelict in doing so. He's compromised the office. He's put, he's put all of us in peril. Not only that, you know, he's on those same lines of, as the Homeland Secretary of Mayorkas, uh, another fraudster. Uh, another individual that that makes me nauseous uh, every time I step through TSA and see that mug on the screen. Uh, another guy who has blood on his hands for not recognizing safety and putting every American at risk. And Alvin Bragg, to me, on the state level, is that of Mayorkas. He has done that, folks. He has put people in peril based on his softness based on his failure to uphold the office. And I'll tell you, Kathy Hochul, Senator, you know this, has the power to remove, okay? She does not want to. I love the effort here. But deep down, you know, as well as I do, that Kathy Hochul will turn the other way, as always. Think about her predecessor. 
when he set his mind to something, yeah, he was a bully. He was what he was. But if something like this were to go down, I think if it were to affect him politically, he wouldn't have flinched because he didn't want he wouldn't want to offend his Democratic base because Bragg is a progressive, you know, George Soros progressive. But when it comes down to it, we don't have a recall vote. They did this to Gascon, right? They did it in, in San Francisco. They did it in L.A. They, in California, they have a mechanism where the voters can have, they don't have to live with buyer's remorse. Because you would expect that those folks who live in Manhattan, who are watching people get pushed in front of subways, retail theft through the roof, all the numbers, although everyone said, oh, no, crime is down. Crime is down from an all-time high, thanks to their policies, and they're trying to equate it. So, oh, no, it's all about COVID. COVID is long gone, and crime is still through the roof. But we don't have a recall mechanism, so you have to live with Alan Gregg for four years, whether you like it or not. The only relief you can get is by the governor, he or she, flexing their muscles and ultimately removing that person from office because they're the only ones with the ability to do so. Sadly, the voting public can't do that like they can in California. Um, so that's really where we are. I wish we had a recall vote. It's something to consider. I think we should introduce legislation now that we talk about it to allow for recall, to allow the voters to have a say when they say, wow, I didn't realize he was this crazy. We need to get rid of this lunatic, that they'll have that opportunity because that would be democracy, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, you know, think about it. You're right. I, I wish there was because, you know, here's the thing. What happened in San Francisco, ladies and gentlemen, with Chase Bedeen? Well, guess what? They got him the hell out because he wasn't doing his job. Right? Look what happened in L.A. Almost getting uh, the Soros' favorite George Gascon the hell out of office. Listen, these DAs, Chisholm in Milwaukee, that thing, you know, remember that old mess with the parade and everything else? The guy who should have been locked up to begin with, only to go on that rampage. Uh, you go down the line here. Okay, Kim Fox, I mean, going all, going all the way around, everywhere around this country. Uh, you know, the guy in Pennsylvania rings uh, large here. The same, they, they all involved with the same DNA of the DA. Okay, they all have the same motivation, all politically in play to please a base. You know it, I know it, and it has become to the point where it's almost water off a duck's back. You know, the, the only ray of hope, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, uh, and we all want this to happen. But, uh, you know, the only way to make change, uh, Senator Palumbo, is at the ballot box, my goodness. But uh, certainly, uh, you only could hope. Uh, that there is some sort of a recall here, because if anybody needs to go, it's it's Bragg. He he, yeah. he just has to go. If if you watch this incident last week, these two cops are getting pummeled, kicked, punched, and almost, by the way, a gun taken out of a holster there. Okay, and the middle finger given to all of us, yeah. all of us. And Alvin Bragg says, "I'm not going to rest." Well, what have you been doing four days after? Brick, wake up. Wake up. They're not even here. 
Some of those kids, those punks, they're on the West Coast. Senator, I'm telling you, I'm incensed. And, you know, the, the, that, those, the, those police officers could have justifiably shot the one going for the, for the weapon and, and killed them with deadly physical force, and it would have been a good shoot. It would have been justified. Um, but this is the exact same conduct they recalled Tessa Boudin in, um, in San Francisco for. And when you mention it, about how, uh, you know, the people want it, in that recall vote, more people showed up to recall Boudin than his actual election. That's how outraged the people were, and I would expect a similar response if we were to have that if we have that opportunity in New York County uh, to recall Alvin Bragg. I think that there's no question that he has that, that every. I wouldn't say everyone, of course, because there will be people who are the true progressives who think this is still good for society. Um, I don't see how because I think they're mentally ill if they feel that way. But uh, someone at this like this um, just can't remain in office. They're, they're just. To just float about and not aggressively do what they have to do. Look at the contrast to someone like Ray Tierney, who we have in, in, in Suffolk County. An apolitical guy was an executive for District Attorney Gonzalez in Brooklyn, who's a, a, a liberal Democrat and, you know, is a Republican out here. All he does is his job. He just is a prosecutor who is in the same, uh, really cut from the same cloth as a Robert Morgan saw. It's not about political party. It's about doing your job and keeping your communities safe. It's not yep. just the big Gilgo Beach case being resolved. It's all these other drug task force, yep. all these drug arrests, and he's just an incredible DA and, and does what he's supposed to do. Contrast that with someone like an Alvin Bragg. And Who does that nothing. really shines a light, yeah, on, on how outrageous Bragg's conduct is. You know how you know Ray Tanny's doing his job? I'll tell you how you know, folks. Uh, every, pretty much on a daily basis, uh, I get the rundown uh, of those who, uh, you know, have been locked up and everything else in custody. Uh, I get the rundown, the itinerary, itinerary of Ray Tinney and his office. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, Senator, I get three or four a day. This is what a DA is supposed to do. You know, we finally got a guy in here like Ray Tanny who's doing his well, he's doing his job. He 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 doesn't crave the limelight. He he just does his freaking job. And, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, three or four of those a day, he just goes on and on and on. He locks people up. He's taking care of the bad guys. You know, basically, essentially, it's simple. Okay, you do your job, you take care of the bad guys, and you keep people who abide by the laws. Uh, to be safe. That's it. That's all we want. That's all we want out of, out of the, uh, district attorneys. That's all we want. Uh, we don't have that in Manhattan. You get a guy who lets bad guys back out on the street. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, the soft bail laws and everything else, yes. But as a prosecutor, you have a duty, and that is to keep people safe. Keep them out of harm's way. How? Lock up the bad guys. Make sure there are no loopholes so that they're out on the street. Get locked up in the morning in Manhattan. Guess what? You're at McDonald's by 1 o'clock having a Big Mac. That's the M.O. of Alvin Bragg. Okay? And I love the effort. I love the efforts here. I hope it comes to fruition. Because anybody who witnessed 
that attack on those uh, police officers, anybody who witnessed that, is sick to their stomach with that punk giving us the middle finger. And something has to change, folks. Love the effort, Senator. You're going to keep us surprised, I hope? Absolutely, Jay. I'll let you know. We'll keep pushing. I can't thank you enough for your efforts. Sorry I went off a little bit. This is a very sensitive subject uh, for me uh, and others. Family members who have been cops, it just... In, it's it just it, it's an outrage. I mean, I've run out of I've run out of adjective material any at this point in time to describe. But I think a lot yeah. of people kind of feel the same way. We applaud your efforts. We'll keep an eye on things. How's that? Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. And you know, my dad was a Suffolk homicide detective, so these types of incidents really hit home for me. Um, they're human beings too. You know, see, people seem to forget that police officers are. Husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, moms and dads, you know. Um, it's just outrageous. But I, I appreciate you having me on, as always, Jay. You have a platform at all times, and we appreciate that as far as the information. Senator Anthony Palumbo doing the job in the 1st uh, District. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. You, you be well. Thanks again.